Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monster, your go-to for engaging marketing content, like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast, it's your marketing powerhouse. Visit contentmonster.com to learn more. That's contentmonsta.com. Hey guys, it's Rachel Podolsky here. Today we are on episode five of Real Time with Rachel. We're talking about whatever is interesting to me because it's my podcast. And today what's interesting to me is my super wonderful cycling beach body coach, Jared Sklar. I'm a super fan. I can't even believe that you agreed to come on this podcast. I am so happy to have you here. Just welcome to the Real Time with Rachel podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's it, it's so funny. Like when I'm on the bike, you know, I, I love being on the bike. I love teaching on body and, and interacting with the podcast, but actually having like a real discussion and like a real dialogue is, is something that I really always look forward to. So I'm just so excited oh to be God. here and, and thanks for having me. You are like, you just totally changed my whole deal with working out. I mean, I've, I'm a um, serial gym rat always have been always been Mm -hmm. pretty good shape went to the gym every morning six in the morning with like all the old men at our club here in seattle and it just when thank god COVID hit i like couldn't go to the gym anymore and my life kind of changed because i started doing beach body and you weren't there yet Mm -hmm. but um i did 21 day fix with autumn then i got all into the fixate then i did 80 day obsession and most of my friends and anyone who follows me on social followed me every day making some kind of like crazy face like afterwards. That's um, for those who don't know, that's an hour long <laughs> shit show. <laughs> and uh, it was mm-hmm. really good. But then I was like, I want to do everything. But everyone who knows me knows I'm afraid mm-hmm. to ride bikes. I have a fear mm-hmm. of bicycles. I was never going to get the mixed mm-hmm. bike. It wasn't going to happen. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I'm getting it. And then I turned it mm-hmm. on and there you were. <laughs> and <laughs> you just bring so much. So tell us, okay, I'm done now. Tell us how you got to Beachbody. Tell us a little bit about who you are for if there's anyone on the planet that does not know, because I can't imagine there is, but there mm-hmm. might be a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess like the, the short version of the long story Um you know, essentially my entire life, I've been overweight and out of shape like that. Basically, you know, being a, a Midwest kid and, and growing up in the family that I did like diet and and paying attention to nutrition was not something that I necessarily ever paid attention to. And so I was always overweight. I was always into sports. I played baseball and hockey and like other pickup sports growing up, but I was always like a, a bigger guy. And so it basically came to a head in it was like the end of 2018, 2019, some, something around that time. Um, I was in a flag football league and I went out for a pass and like pulled my hamstring really, really bad. And like, I like winced off the field and like rubbed some dirt on it. And basically it was like in denial that anything bad happened. And I like kept playing. And so week after week I would show up and every single week it would get worse. And then eventually I was just like, you know what? I got to go to the doctor and get this figured out and see what's going on. So go to the doctor. He basically said, 
you have a bad hamstring pull, you either have to take some time off and let yourself recover. Or if you keep going out there, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. So I was like, okay, I guess like, I guess I'll just take some time off and, and let myself recover. And as I was walking out the door, he asked me something that, you know, four or five years later, I'm looking back on it. He asked me a question that like essentially changed my life. He asked me if I had ever tried cycling and my gut reaction or, or you know, gut response to him was like, absolutely no, you can never catch me dead on one of those. Like being, living in LA, you know, there's, there's a pretty big cycling community. The cyclists in LA were always the ones like in full, like decked out neon right. spandex that are like getting me late for work. You know what I mean? So like, that was my first reaction or like the people in the cycling classes who are like dancing up and down doing all the choreography. And I was just like, never in a million years could you catch me down on one of these things. But his response to that was essentially like, listen, like rest will do rest will help you get back. But if you really want to progress and, and come back stronger or even, you know, close to where you were, if you try cycling, it's low impact and it'll help you recover quicker. And so he was like, listen, go to the gym four to six days a week, 45 minutes a day, and just go on the bike and report back in a month. And so I begrudgingly listened to him and I, I was a member of a gym and uh, I knew they had a cycling room. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like plan my calendar around the, cl the class calendar because I didn't want to be caught dead in this freaking class. <laughs> and so I would go during the off time, no, the lights were all off. I would be in the back corner by myself. And so after a month, I went back to the doctor, my leg was completely healed, but wow. a byproduct of that was I had lost 20 pounds in a month. And being the weight that I was, you know, that was the best I'd felt in years. Like, I don't know the last time I had felt that good. Wow. I and didn't so, know that whole story. I just I was, knew that you were, that yeah. you had been a little bit of a bigger guy before. That's yeah, amazing. And, and so essentially, essentially I was just like, you know what, like I feel great just because my leg is healed doesn't mean I have to stop now. And so I just kept going at it. And six after a total of six months, I had lost a hundred pounds and my life was like set on this completely different journey than I had ever expected. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, what year is this? 2019? This is like, uh, 2018, 2019. Yeah. Jeez. That's. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen pictures. I follow you religiously um, on social media. So I've seen the befores, but I didn't know the whole story of how that happened. But you bring like an incredible energy and passion to, you know, exercising in general. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like you've always had that? I've always I've always felt passionate about sports. Like I, I love to this day. I'm just like a diehard sports fan. I love playing sports. Um, but it was that like un unlocking this new sort of passion for mine for cycling that like really helped me drive towards not just competition, but like just like personal development and, and being able to, you know, find new fitness passions and things like that. So like, yeah, I was the type of person so to give you a little bit of context. You know, I was over 100 pounds overweight. I was the person every January 1st, like, you know, it's almost January now. I was the person that was like, okay, January 1st, I'm going to like set all these goals. And then I would go to the gym for three weeks and I would burn out and then I'd be back to square one. So like right. that kind of gives you, I guess, like a little bit of context because like I had no direction. I had no like real discipline. I would just be the guy that would be like, okay, January 1st, I'm going to show up to the gym. I don't know what I'm doing. There's a bunch of people lifting yep. weights. 
I'm just gonna mirror whatever they're doing and then <laughs> that that's it, you know what I mean? So like that was what I would do and then I would get burnt out because I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. I was just kind of showing yeah. up and going through the motions. So your passion uh, cycling definitely, definitely comes me. through. Yeah. yeah, cycling definitely helped me build like more discipline around fitness for sure. That's incredible. Um, so talk, let's talk about January 1st because I told you in an email one of the things that I thought we should talk about is it's looming. It's coming for us. And, you know, right. those of us who mm-hmm. exercise regularly, January 1st is just a day of the year. But for a lot of people on a fitness mm-hmm. journey, which is a lot of us, um, January 1st is like a new start. And, you know, we all know that like, oh, gym memberships go up in, you know, in January yeah. and then they go down <laughs> in February. Um, but the great thing is, um, especially I have to just say, and I'm not being paid by Carl to say this, but like, I do love each body <laughs> because you don't yeah. have to go join the gym. Um, right. is that, you know, every day is a great workout. Um, I personally, mm-hmm. I had some surgery in October and I have not been able to work out. Um, I'm just allowed to now. And I told you that I was getting back on the bike the other day, still haven't done it. So well, we what gotta advice, get you back on. what advice I wanted to get on your birthday ride on Monday and yeah. it came and went, yeah. but what advice can you give me, Rachel Podolsky? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty fit, but I'm like, oh, that first workout is so tough mm-hmm. after taking time off. What should I do? I have two, I guess like two, I guess like pillars that I think of when it comes to fitness. Um, the first one is that whatever you do, you have to love it, right? Because if you don't love it, if you're just doing it just to show up, then at the end of the day, you're going to fall off, right? Like it, it's something that like, if you're not having, yeah, it's just like at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, you're not going to commit to it. And then the second right. one is that we're looking at the long term, right? So like a lot of the time people will go to the gym for two, three weeks and they expect these huge results, right? Like in my case, I was like on a polar opposite side. So like there was a lot of room to gain or room to make up. But at the end of the day, we're looking at long term. So like, if we're doing something, if we're showing up to the gym, if we're trying to get after our first workout, number one, we have to love it. But also on the other hand, like it has to be something or at least like be able to set a roadmap where we're going to be able to stay at it consistently over a long period of time because we're trying to develop like behavioral changes. You know what I mean? A lot of the time, if, if we're trying to set a goal, we have to create a lifestyle change. It's not just about you know, the most recent diet that's going to help us lose three pounds. And then once we lose that three pounds, we're going to fall, you know, what we hit the goal, then we fall back. And then all of a sudden we gain the three pounds back. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's about the long term. And a lot of the time, like our brains are wired to think short term. And it's just all about, you know, being able to maintain that same consistency over a long period of time. Do you believe that um, setting some kind of like goal I don't know what it is. Like, remember when you did the, like the tour de pants mm-hmm. and everybody had their, their jeans hung yeah. on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was like a goal, right? Like get into your jeans. And, totally. um, do you believe that goal setting, like that kind of thing were, I mean, I'm just like a regular worker outer. So mm-hmm. I'm asking just for anybody who's listening right now, like, I, I wonder if it would help me to, to set some kind of goal, but like, usually I just always work out, but is there something like, should you hang a pair of jeans? Should you put a picture of yourself in a bikini on your fridge or is that just torture? I mean, honestly, it's whatever. It it depends person to person, right? Everybody has different motivators for me. The Tour de Ponce thing, it was like a catchy name. And I I thought that it like, it really helped build awareness of of cycling. Uh, No, that was Carl. No, I mean, I'm not smart enough to come up with something like that. Come on. (laughs) 
I thought um, it was so cute. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like the amount of people that, you know, that name drew so many people to the bike and whatever, totally. like it wasn't about the pant size at the end of the day. It was about gaining momentum and, and finding, you know, finding that discipline where like, if I show up five days a week, sit on the bike for 45 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, whatever it was yeah. like, then who knows, like just sort of like my story, like you never know yeah. what that little push, what that little like snowball can eventually lead to if you just stay with it. Yeah, I really hope that, you know, people will listen to this and be motivated. Um, it's like, you know, fitness is 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 fun. It doesn't have to be like uh, an ass kicker right. every day. I mean, it's like when I first you're like the first cycle class I did and I just picked mm -hmm. one, you know, there's many, many beach body mm -hmm. cycle um, instructors on on the mix bike and I just happened to hit you. And then mm -hmm. the next day I did somebody else. And the next day I did somebody else. And the next and they were all great. Um, Eric's mm -hmm. great. Jen's great. Everyone's mm -hmm. great. But I came back to you because you just have this really special energy. I don't know. It's because you're from Michigan and I'm from Cleveland and <laughs> yeah, we have this Midwest, like, vibe. <laughs> Midwest thing. We, we were both yeah. eating, you know, ridiculous foods as children or what it uh -huh. is, but like, you know, and I think you do relate. You have such a big fan base. I saw Kat's post the other day, mm -hmm. who is your yeah. favorite Beachbody trainer besides Autumn. And she mm -hmm. said, Jared, mm -hmm. you do, you have something really special. Tell me a little bit. How did you even get to Beachbody? You know, it's so crazy. Like I, I think to my last, you know, couple years and like there's been so many like little moments that have sort of like pulled me in this direction that are just totally by chance. And um, so basically I, I lost all the weight and, you know, my North Star, what what guides me or what what I'm most passionate about, I guess, in life is helping other people. Like that is what Definitely. I that's what drives me. That's what gets me up out of bed every morning. So you know, I was working a nine to five job and <clears throat> excuse me, I lost all this weight and I was like, you know what, like this changed my life cycling. Like I had this preconceived notion of what cycling was and it changed my life. I want to be an ambassador for cycling as much as possible. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start teaching at the local gym that I was at. So oh my God. started teaching at that gym. Long story short, my first class, the only person that showed up was my best friend, Mike, which was like the <laughs> most, like I literally thought that nobody was going to show up to that class. And the fact that he showed up for me that day was like so beneficial for me. And like, he didn't even realize until recently, like how big of a moment that was for me that yeah. he showed up because if it wasn't for him, I would have been in a room by myself. So, um, long story short, I ended up teaching there for a while. Uh, then the pandemic happened and I wasn't teaching at all. And, uh, long story short, I ended up finding this other company that they were teaching outside on the beach in Santa Monica started teaching there. And then I got a random DM one day while I was at work at my nine to five from uh, one of the producers over at Beachbody asking oh if I wanted to audition for this new platform. And I gotta <laughs> tell you, like I had heard of Beachbody before, but I didn't like really know about it. And I'll, I'll sort of divert a little bit and give you a little bit of a backstory. When I was in high school, I was on my uh, high school baseball team. And again, like I was always an overweight dude. My, one of my best friends one day comes up to me. He's like, hey man, I saw this uh, infomercial on TV for this thing called P90X. Come over to my place after baseball practice one day and we'll freaking get ripped, right? And here I am right. like we'll a, pull in our high school. Together. Yeah, I know. I'm like, here I am in high school. Like, I don't know what the heck is it. So I, I go to his basement after baseball practice one day, 
Never did it again because I was like so out of shape and not into fitness. <laughs> so hard. That was my first experience with Beachbody, right? So like, so when so when the producer from Beachbody messaged me, I was like, oh, I know what Beachbody is, and so um, so yeah, I went to the audition, and you know, the rest is kind of history. It's oh been like well, it's been pretty yeah. insane. Yeah, it's kind of cool because you know, for those who don't know, um, in what Beachbody does is, you know, there's a there's an instructor and then they have all these screens behind you and they're called the podcast. And so I I love I'm too scared to ever go on the podcast, but I'm going to do it now that I now you that you know do me it. and you can you like, have to do you it. Can be like, hey, Rachel, I will. I will do it. Yeah. Um, okay. But that must be such a thrill for you when because, you know, Jared gets up and he's like, can I see my podcast? And everybody <laughs> pops on. You must be like, oh my God, there's more than one person here. It must be like such a thrill. You know, the first, I did a few uh, video on demands before I did my first podcast live ride. And so, and just to give you a little bit of a, a sense of like where I was at that time, one of my biggest fears in life is public speaking. Like I'm terrified of public speaking. What? You, It's crazy. So I'm I basically like, you know, my sort of like what's dri- what's driven me through like the discomfort of public speaking is like the fact that, you know, I think I believe to my core that like cycling changed my life and I want to give that out and, and share that with as many people as possible. So like even though I'm uncomfortable, like being able to share that message and hopefully get that across to as many people as possible, that's what gets me through the tough times. Right. And yeah. so like obviously over time, I've gotten a little bit more comfortable on screen and things like that. But like my first couple of classes were on demand or, or video recorded. So it was just me yep. in front of cameras. My first class ever, I get on and I bring up the podcast and it was like, it was such a rush of emotions because not only was it just a regular ride, it was <laughs> also bet. World Mental Health Day. And so like, you know, the bike has given me, you know, obviously a physical transformation, but also mental, like the mental yeah. health, like, you can't even quantify it, like how much better I feel from a mental perspective. So like just being on stage in front of all the people, like people in Canada, people in all across the United it's States, crazy. like crazy. it was such a rush of emotion. And like, it's the responsibility that I think about every single time I get on the bike is that like one bike ride, one class could be the first domino that somebody needs to make huge change in their life. And 100%. so yes. that's what I think about like, you know, it's not just a class to me. It's like, it's literally an opportunity to help somebody get to a place where they want to be. And I think about that literally on a daily basis, whenever, whether I'm creating my classes, creating the playlist or, or getting on stage, it's, it's, you know, that's what I think about all the time. How about when you were in St. Louis and you got on, I'm not, I don't even, I'm not even a a coach for Beachbody and I I know about all of this because I follow everybody and you know, if I didn't already have a full-time job, I would certainly yeah. be a yeah. beach body because I, I love it. But yeah. I saw that you were so excited that you were going to speak. And then I saw, you know, clips you posted and at so many people just like me would taking pictures with you. I mean, mm-hmm. how did that feel? That must have been insane. I, I didn't know. So they asked me to speak at Summit. Um, and for those who are listening to the podcast yeah. and don't know right now, so Summit is. is like an annual convention for like all the Beachbody coaches and, and all the people at Beachbody. So, you know, this year there were like 10,000 people there. And so they, I had never, you know, again, like I, at the time I was like 
seven or eight months into Beachbody and, and didn't really know much about it. So they'd asked me, they sort of like pitched this idea. Do I, do you want to speak at the opening ceremonies? And, you know, of course, like I, we were talking about before we actually jumped on the call, like anytime somebody asks me something, I try, like if it <laughs> also, if it makes me uncomfortable, like I want to say yes. Like if, if yes, I'm uncomfortable so or whatever, like that, that's, you know, I try to do that. Right. So they pitched me this idea. I of course say yes. And then, so I'm like basically crafting this speech for to get up in front of 10,000 people. And to give you a little bit of context, like I said earlier, I'm terrified of public speaking. Like the most people I probably talked to in front of before that was probably like 30, 50 people, something like that. Wow. And oh my God. Like, yeah. So I am like the month, month and a half leading up to this thing, I'm like waking up in the middle of the night with sweats, like yep. nightmares, like, you know, th- nothing can prepare you for that. And so like, I'm, I'm just like trying to rehearse my speech over and over again, but like sort of the mantra that I created for myself, which I kind of was talking about earlier is like the message. And I truly believe this as, you know, as I was prepping for this thing, like the message that I had to share was more important than my personal discomfort. Like the, yeah. the personal yeah. discomfort that I had, like, when when the when the when the cause is bigger than the the personal feelings like all the personal feelings go to the go by the wayside and, exactly and you just have to focus exactly on the sometimes hand, right? i just feel sometimes when i do this kind of stuff like i the i mean i'm comfortable now but when i first started doing like i do mm-hmm. these videos all around town and all this stuff i was like even like a, a, a video where i'm like showing a house mm-hmm. um you know i always like i'm like this is the dining room this is the living yeah. room the first time i did it it was a disaster. I mean, we took like mm-hmm. 80 takes of just me right. being like, hey, everybody. I could barely yeah. get it out. But then now that I'm like pretty good at it, you you kind of get out of your head. Like you're, you're right. in another world when you're doing it, right? You're just kind of on. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you know when it's good, right? Because when, when you're done, you're like, damn, that was good. There was like... I was so nervous. Going, like I was literally like, I have so much nervous energy whenever I do something like that. Even before I get on stage for Beachbody, like my little like pregame ritual is just do like a bunch of like push-ups just to like get my energy, <laughs> get myself amped up. And so like I did so many push-ups like backstage while I'm waiting for my turn. Um, they, I had like a little slideshow that was sort of like going on with like pictures of my transformation and things. I literally, they introduced me. I ran right past the lady that had the little clicker. So I was just like on stage. And by the time I realized I was on stage in front of 10,000 people, I was like, I don't have my clicker. So I like had to sort of like voice and be like, okay, now you can go to the next slide or whatever. But like, you know, when I got on stage, like it was just incredible because like 10,000 people, like you go to some audiences and maybe some people are skeptical of what you're saying. Like the one thing I would say about that is that like everybody in that stadium was like rooting me on and I could feel that like I could feel the energy so like that made me totally more you know more comfortable than I maybe would have expected but it was it was a blast nothing could have prepared me for it and uh you know it's an experience that I'll literally never forget and I don't know if I'll ever have an experience like that again but well you probably will next year (laughs) yeah knock on wood I I mean I would love to but you know we'll see (laughs) oh my god well I I just think the whole Beachbody community again I'm not being paid to say this is just, it's so cool because it's so motivating. So, you know, yeah. one of the reasons that I wanted to have Jared on today was just like as the year is ending and we're going into a new year, you know, people ask me all the time, what is it that you, you know, do to keep motivated? And I think, you know, accountability is such a big thing. Mm-hmm. So for me, 
you know, I love to post, you know, I always, you know, everybody in Beachbody, you, yeah. you post them all yeah. on your story. Everyone's like, yeah. great class today, yeah. got the bread or whatever it yeah. is. I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it is like that. I think the accountability and mm-hmm. the community at large through Beachbody. And for those of you who don't know how it works is basically, uh, you know, it's been around for 20 I don't know, 20 20 years years or something like that. And Mm -hmm. there's coaches and you can like, you can have a coach. It could be me. I could be your coach. And then I'm I'm not a coach, by the way. And then, you know, you can get other people to to be, you know, on your, in your coaching group or in your, what do they call it? Team? Yeah, team. Do they call it team? Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you know, we've all had stuff like that before, but this works because, it's just tried and true. And there's so mm-hmm. many amazing programs within Beachbody that can keep you motivated every single day. You can always ride, but you can also do like mm-hmm. a million different, you know, weight classes, yoga, meditation, whatever. It's mm-hmm. all there. And it's just so comprehensive. It just makes sense. And I love mm-hmm. that. And it's freaking fun. And yeah. I like that I can do it with my dog. She just sits yeah. on her bed. And, well, when she's not yeah. stuck in an elevator, she watches yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this Brad thing. Yeah. I don't really get it. Okay. Because I, I must have missed the memo, but I did order yeah. a shirt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So for, for those of you who haven't taken my class, don't, you know, just seeing me for the first time, my like catchphrase is let's get that bread. And so... That started by, you know, basically, you know, I've sort of talked about my diet before I made my transformation, but like pretty much long story short, pizza, carbs, bread of all sorts, like that is my guilty pleasure, right? And I don't think I'm speaking for only myself, you know, here. No, definitely not. Nothing like pizza, (laughs) right? So anyway, so, so as I was going through my transformation, you know, I'd go work out with friends or I'd go, you know, biking with friends and out here in LA, there's like a lot of like canyons and, and mountains around here that we, you know, ride up and, and all this. So we'd go riding and we'd be at the base of the mountain and I'd be looking at the top and I'd say, let's get that bread. Like, let's get to the top of this mountain and then we'll like earn, you know, a pizza It's like a goal. You know it's I mean? like a mini it's goal, like a goal right? right? Yeah. yeah. And so like, so, you know, I sort of would say it like tongue in cheek, like, let's get it, you know, just like messing around. But then like my friends started to say it and then like other people and like it started to spread a little bit. And so like basically what started off as this like catchphrase or like whatever kind of just like tongue in cheek became like my motto uh, or my battle cry that like we if we can do hard things, then, you know, we can reward ourselves at the end or, you know, it's just like a constant reminder that the top of the mountain, there's always, you know, just because the mountain's high doesn't mean, you know, that we can't make it. And, and oftentimes right. when the higher the mountain, the better the view, you know what I mean? So yeah, totally, um, totally. So, and, so that's where know, it, that's Autumn where says, Autumn always says like, but did you die? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I like both of those things. And like, I say them a lot, but I love yeah. that. That's I, I, yeah. you know, for those of you watching, like, you know, sometimes people are like holding a baguette in their hand. I saw the yeah. chick with the <laughs> ornament the other day the toast ornament listen people oh like it started off with just my group of friends but like people grabbed onto this you know what i mean it's it like it's on. just one of these things where it's like if it can again it's like sort of what i was talking about earlier like if somebody can take this and get some motivation out of it during their workouts yeah. like i want that's the goal right you know at the end of the day Absolutely. If somebody can benefit i from mean it, you are really making yeah. a difference 
And yeah. it's just one little piece of bread at a time, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple more things. I want you to talk about Sun Cycle. Yes. Um, just yeah, so, tell us yeah. you have a little project on the side there. Yep. So uh, Sun Cycle, it's my own personal uh, studio. Um, we opened up right. It's uh, basically a cycling studio right on the beach in Santa Monica. Um, you know, Beachbody opened up a ton of doors for me in that it gave me confidence to do things that are uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And 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 really, like it it gave me a path towards fitness that I never thought. I had, um, you know, I, like I said earlier, I sort of had this nine to five job. I had a whole career um, and I was balancing beach body and my career. And essentially I woke up one day and this is, you know, it's going to maybe sound brash, but like I was going to my nine to five just, and every day I would get there and be like, I do not care about this whatsoever. Like the, the thing that I was doing was not helping people. And at the end of the day, it was just, you know, getting money for the company like that's that's the way right. i looked at it at least you know what i mean and so yeah. like i would I, I was living like these two lies where at my nine to five i wasn't i wasn't passionate about what i was doing and then when i was showing up to beach body it was like this is what i care about and so um beach body gave me the confidence i left my job um my nine to five job to open up the sun cycle basically yeah we bring the bikes out on the beach every single day in santa monica we have a sunset ride or a sunrise ride right now we have um we're sprinkling in some sunset rides just because the sun sets a little bit earlier during the winter season. Yeah, but you yeah. know, during the during the uh, basically the the spring until fall, we have sunset rides as well, um, and it's just incredible. Like there's no like obviously body is great, but as far as in person rides, there's no in person ride that I have ever seen or experienced or or come across that is anything like what we offer on, on the beach in Santa Monica. So everybody has headphones. really, really cool. Yeah, everybody has headphones. Um, the, the instructor's right in front of you and you see the ocean right in front of you too. So like we see dolphins, especially during this time of year. And like, where else can you see dolphins jumping out of the right. water during a cycling so, class other than there? So if yeah. people want, because I have tons of friends in LA that I tell, mm -hmm. hey, you better listen to my podcast. So yeah. where can they... Um, like how, how can you sign up for a sun cycle class? Yeah. So it's uh, the sun cycle.com or uh, we have Instagram. It's at the sun cycle. If you also follow me, uh, my handle is Sklarticus. My last name is Sklar. It's I'm all about the puns in case you can, <laughs> can, can uh, I'm gonna tag already. you when we post yeah. this. And so I'll yeah. put them, I'll put them all in there, but just yeah. if you want to go do a ride with Jared on the beach, yeah. which I have no doubt you'll want to do, and I'm definitely yeah. going to come and do one. Um, yeah. the next time I come to LA now that hundred percent now that, you know, as I tell anybody who comes across me, I'm like, once you're in my world, there's no yeah. getting out. I'm like, awesome. I keep you. So awesome. <laughs> you'd be like, I'm here. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um, when are you getting married? Uh, so the wedding date is November 5th of next year. Uh, we just okay. got engaged uh, a couple months ago. So yes, really, really yes. stoked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. Do you think it's weird that I know everything that's going on with you? Are you a little freaked you know out what? right now? <laughs> I've listen, like when I first started at Beachbody, I had like it's a miracle that they even found me because I had like no followers, no social media following whatsoever. Once, you know, especially when I started Beachbody, but then basically when I went to Summit and I that's when like I got like a huge like rush of followers. Yeah. Once that happened, like 
I realize everything that I post on Instagram is public knowledge. So it, it's it does there. not surprise yeah. me. If you could yeah. send some of your followers to me, I would appreciate that. When, when this you comes out, if you could post it and be like, follow Rachel. <laughs> yes, I will. But I got to tell you, I am. We were talking about earlier before we started recording. I am the worst at technology. I'm the worst at social media. Like, well, we'll it, get your fiance to help you. It, she looks like she runs the back yeah, end of your business. Yeah, you know what? She. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be without her. But yeah, it was like literally oh. like a month or two until I found out how to post a reel. So you know, I'm just. Oh my god! Well, I, I think I, you're doing a great is, job. The the bike is my 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 safe space. That's what I, that's what that's I'm strong. That's your thing. At. That's your thing. <laughs> And yeah. you're, you know, one other thing I want to mention um, is that I love in the middle of the ride that you tell us, you almost always tell mm-hmm. some kind of story. It's usually pretty inspirational. Um, yeah. And do you, does it just come to you when you're, or do you yeah, kind of you say know, like, oh, this happened, I'm going to talk about this today? It's a little bit of, a little bit some, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes it's like I, I run into a situation that I'm like, okay, I like definitely want to bring that up. And sometimes it's just spur of the moment. And honestly, like in my, the way I sort of approach things, I sort of talked about it earlier before, but like, I think of every class being an opportunity to help somebody or, or do something. Yeah. And, and because of that, I want to do something different. Like we've all taken, you know, if you've taken cycling classes, like they can be sort of like a dime a dozen. And I just try to bring something. And again, like, I don't want to speak for other instructors, but like my, the oh, way yeah. I go about things is like, you know, I want to be as engaging as possible. And if I'm just saying, go faster, go slower, like, let, you know, climb a hill, like that's, that's not really engaging. So I try to right. bring a little bit of a different angle to it as much as I possibly can and, and bring my own, I guess, flair personality. And, you know, especially like when I was training for my Ironman last year, um, like, going through that experience gave me a lot of ammunition and and things to pull from, I guess, as far as like how to, how to inspire somebody or, you know, I I just thought about experiences and inspired me throughout that, um, throughout that training. So, you know, I just try to pull from different life experiences. You mentioned, um, pretty often, and I hope I'm getting this right. We'll have to edit it out if it's wrong, but you, it seems to me that you follow David Goggins. Yes. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Oh, I thought I'm so. a huge fan. So yeah, would yeah. you say that that's kind of like, like I follow you, you give me inspiration. Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah. that where you're getting some of your inspiration from? I mean, is he who you're getting o- some of your inspiration only, from? Not only David Goggins, but yeah, like reading his book, like I read his book, I think it was the beginning of pandemic. So I'd already gone through, or I, I didn't read it. I listened to the audiobook, but like uh-huh. it was right after I lost my weight or a lot, you know, went through my transformation. I started listening to his audiobook and like got really big into his, his story um, it's actually funny you mentioned that because he just, uh, launched his second book two days ago and I was actually listening to it before we got on today. Oh, so really? I don't know, you must've just like, <laughs> you, I guess I your ears are ringing it. or something. Yeah. But, uh, but like, you know, him, there's, there's a bunch of other like, you know, um, personal development books and other books that I sort of like lean into, but it's sort of that genre of like, you know, people who do like almost like superhuman things and are able yeah. to, you know, reach crazy milestones are, are the sort of like stories that I try to tap into for sure. Absolutely. And, um, I'm like, you know, in my real estate business, um, I, I have a coach, um, mm-hmm. like a business coach and there's a mm-hmm. whole, you know, they call it the ecosystem. And, um, 
everyone leans on somebody like David Goggins or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody like because real estate is, is a hard, hard business and you get, you mm-hmm. know, you wake up some days and you're always at zero every morning. Right. right and it's right. just tough. And so having some kind of inspiration, like riding the bike with you is kind of where I start. That's where I get my energy. And mm-hmm. when I don't, you know, do that, like for the last eight weeks, I haven't been able to like. I definitely feel it. And then, so I've had to turn to some books. I've had to turn to mm-hmm. some other ways to kind of get that push. If you can't do mm-hmm. it, you know, if you could do it in your mind and you can't do it in your body, it's nice. Right. So I would recommend to everybody that you, you know, have have somebody that's really inspiring that you can, you know, read or watch. Mm. There's so many po- amazing podcasts and yeah, oh, it's endless information now. Like that's the best mm-hmm. part of the whole social media thing is like everything's at your fingertips. You can find inspiration anywhere. Mm -hmm. Probably mostly from this amazing podcast that we're on. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to ask you one more question and then I'm going to let you go. What was your favorite food growing up in, did you grow up outside of Detroit? Yeah. Metro Detroit. Okay. Um, Okay. Man. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess like, yeah, I mean, pretty much like growing up, any any food <laughs> I could get my hands on. But, uh, you know, I'd say like Detroit style, like Detroit style deep dish pizza. It's different than Chicago deep dish pizza. Um, oh. But yeah, yeah, it's it, it that was like my thing. We also had um this, it, it was called Coney, Coney Island, which is like a Detroit yeah. style food. Um, that was like. Like, like chili dogs, basically. Like that, was, yeah, that yeah. was my vibe. And honestly, like that still is my vibe. Every time I go back, I get I make sure to make two yes, stops. Yes, it's that's like it, when so. you go to where you're from. <laughs> yeah. We all have this, no matter yeah. where you're from. But there's something different about being from Detroit or Cleveland. Like it's kind of yeah, nitty yeah. gritty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're at a Lions game. Mm-hmm. What's the one food you're? Or or you could be at a, a Tigers game if you want. Mm-hmm. What's your food that you that you get? And then I'll tell you mine. I mean. I, like your I usually dirty go towards like that you yeah I usually go for like the the usually there's like a little Caesars that like when I go back to what to, little Caesars well, pizza well, so pizza little little Caesars is in Detroit <laughs> it, it was made in Detroit so like usually like at Comerica I Park I loved little Caesars at, growing yeah. up too it, the pizza yeah. square yeah yeah right so yeah. that's well, what yeah, you get so at that's, the games. That's, that's the, well that they usually have that at like Ford Field or Comerica Park. But like if I you know if I just go okay. to like a baseball game I'll get a hot dog or or hot dog okay. and a beer. I'm a I'm a classic guy like that, I guess. Okay, I like nachos. And nachos, it, yeah. It's like I still kind of want to get them every time I go to like a Mariners game or Indians game uh-huh. or something and um yeah. I never do because I, I like them too. I just, I can't do it to myself, but uh-huh. I went back to Cleveland in for July 4th and my whole entire family, we went to the Indians game. It was like uh-huh. 900 degrees outside and we're yeah. sitting up like way up and my 80 year old dad is with us. Like we got everybody and my sister, my little sister, who's also enjoys Beachbody, um, uh-huh. she's like, let's get some nachos. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'll go get them. So I yeah. run down and get them. I come back up and she's like, what the hell is this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? It's cheese and nachos. She's like, yeah. you didn't get it loaded with like all the, like the jalapenos <laughs> you gotta get it and the loaded. salsa. Come on. Yeah. My brother-in-law was like, go back. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so that's funny. my like, that's my bread. That's what I would yeah. eat if I could eat anything. But, there you, go. Um, you know, of course I feel akin to you because we are both basically from the same place. Yeah. A couple of years apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being here. I mean, I know how busy you are and I absolutely have been just, you got me off my fear of, of riding bikes. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I know it's stationary. I'm aware it's not going to fall over, Mm -hmm. but it's a big step because I I still said I would never get on a bike of any kind. So Mm -hmm. the fact that I get on it every day, it's in my bedroom is a big Mm -hmm. deal. And Mm -hmm. I really just, um, love when you come on the screen and it's like, you're in, you know, at my house hanging out with me. So I just, I cannot thank you enough. I love your story and it is so, um, inspiring for people. I hope that people will listen to this and just be like, wow, okay, this is like, I can do it too. It's yeah. just, it's really cool. So listen, I listen, love you, Mike, man. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Like I met, I've sort of like being a dead horse already, but like being able to connect with people and help people on their journey is what gets me up out of bed every single morning. And so, you know, whether it's just listening to this podcast or if, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to me on social media or whatever, like I try to do my best to respond to like, pretty much every message that I can. You're great about um, it. I was so, shocked when you responded yeah. to me. <laughs> and so like I say it all the time, like if somebody has a question, just like or anything, if there's anything I can do to help, just like reach out because I do my best and, and that's what I that's what I live for. You know what I mean? So yeah. as, as long yeah. as I can help people and, and help people move in the right direction or the direction that they want to on the way to their goals, um, I want to assist any way I can. You are definitely doing it right. And I will tell anybody who's watching this, like if you are interested in finding more out about Beachbody, I would love to talk about Beachbody. It has, you know, I'm fit, I'm happy, and it's just a great thing. And if you want to know more about the mixed bike, it's, I just love that thing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's so, you can you can do all of your Beachbody classes on this mixed bike. It, the mm-hmm. screen flips around, you can do your weights and everything. Anyway, if you want to know more, DM me. And as usual, if it's happening in real time, then we're going to talk about it here on Real Time with Rachel. Bye. Did you know a podcast episode like this can provide literally dozens of marketing content assets for your business? It's brought to you by Content Monster, your go-to for engaging marketing content, like this podcast or remote video production. It's not just a podcast. It's your marketing powerhouse. Visit ContentMonsta.com to learn more. That's ContentMonsta.com.